If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Friday, December 15th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for our sturdy washing machine. I have been... I discovered that our couches in our living room, which are cream-colored, closer to white, uh, you can actually... They're slip-covered. Yeah. And you didn't think that the covers came off. You thought it was the style, but it was manufactured to not be able to take those off. And I found out a couple months ago that they come off fairly easily and... Every day since then, well, we did, you know, it's a micro anxiety. You're right. Every, every you day just see it and you're like, God, I got to do that. Oh, but it's also is. kind of a project. That's yeah. not like a five, that's like a whole day thing. Right. Yeah. And I took them off and washed them and there's some great satisfaction. There should be a word in the English language from the joy that you get looking at dirty water when you're cleaning something. Yeah. The, just it's a, it's a it's, it's so gr- satisfying. It's gross, right? But you've got to you've you've got to re- celebrate it. Mm-hmm. So um, the cushions, I actually did the laundry stripping thing and did those in our bathtub and t- took pictures of it and sent it to Callie. I said, "Look at this is awful." It looks like a kid who painted with black watercolor. Yes. Like, and put it back in the water to clean it. That's how dark gray it is. And you could, I mean, there was four, maybe six inches of water in the tub. You couldn't even see the drain. It was filthy. So I did that. that Dog was, hair. Yes. Everyday and just, dirt. And just chunks, like little pieces of scabs and stuff. Just nasty. Why? Why would you say that? Why and, would you say that? People were eating breakfast here. And so, so yes, yeah, so I soaked those and I did the laundry stripping thing. And that was really satisfying. And then the actual giant uh, slip covers, I put those in there and then halfway through opened it up because they're kind of big. Mm-hmm. And our washing machine is it can handle a big load. It has a bulky setting, but I always get nervous. So I peeked in halfway through. And the same thing, the water was so gray and it felt so good. You know what's on my micro-anxiety list? Our washer and dryer has been loud for like three years, and we need to have someone come service it. Like I, I Jeff has asked me several times, like, do you think we should get a new washer and dryer? Absolutely not. I will stand by my parents and say the newer ones are crap. We love ours. It's a bit noisy, but I think any repair person would just come in and be like, oh yeah, it just needs. It's a belt thing. To tweak I've, this, I've, like it's it can't be that expensive. And no, I've looked it up. It's the belt. In the washing machine, it's it's the belt. If our house burns down, uh, you know why. It's because we didn't change our, the belt on our washer for five years after it was telling us it was ready. But it served us well. It has served us well. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for... Hmm, what am I grateful for? Oh, I'm grateful for the guy at Ellie's school who... He's so cute, and he is like retired probably, but this is like his post-retired job. And he loves holiday inflatable toys. Like, and he sets them out for the kids at Ellie's school for every season. And it's so adorable. He gets so much joy out of it. And his, na- his name is Mr. Bill because of course it is. Because of course it is. So Mr. Bill has all the, and I said to him, I'm like, you know, Ellie looks forward to these 
every time we drive up, she's like, look, mommy, there's, you know, like a, uh-huh. this week there was like a snowman and a, whatever. And he said, oh, thanks so much. He said his dad used to do it. I don't know if it was like a big deal at his house or, you know, where his dad worked or whatever, but he said, so it's just a tradition I like to carry on. And I thought that that was so sweet. I had a a funny thought related to something we talked about. And Mr. Bill, by the way, is exactly what you would picture in your head. Yeah. Everything about him. Like mm -hmm. so sweet, knows all the kids when when Ellie gets out of carpool. He's like, hey, Elle, how you doing today? Like Uh nicknames are out. Like he's, he's exactly what you would hope. And what's funny is because Ellie's school shares property with a church, so I think Mr. Bill helps out from time to time at the church. Yeah. And we pulled in once, and he was, we had to either pick up Ellie or early for a, a doctor's appointment or drop her off late, and Mr. Bill, who always is wearing a windbreaker and a polo, was actually in a suit. And tie. And a suit and tie because there was a funeral happening that day and he was an usher. He was helping direct traffic and, yeah. and get, get people into the thing. And even Ellie said, why does Mr. Bill look like that? Because <laughs> he's just not a suit guy. He's so, not a suit guy, but um, he's he's awesome. I'm so grateful for him and I love that he loves all holidays. I was going to, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. Okay, well, let's do our one to 10 check-in. No, I thought it was important. It was Mr. Bill. I forgot. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. This is what it was. I remember a few weeks ago when we were gifted the nativity color by number figurines. And I said it made me really uncomfortable to try to paint. Because you're Catholic and the Catholic guilt is real. And I didn't want to paint baby Jesus or the Virgin Mother. Yes. That just seemed weird. Yeah. So Really weirded Jeff out. I'm like, I don't get it, but... I felt the same way because... There is a the one of the inflatables that was on the lawn next to Frosty the Snowman mm-hmm. and Santa being pulled by some reindeer mm-hmm. was a nativity scene. Mm-hmm. But at some point, somebody obviously kicked the surge protector that connect that hooked up, that ran the nativity scene. So it was all <laughs> deflated, and I just I had the same feeling. Like it, you know what it is? It's the flag touching the ground. Yeah. You're not allowed to let a flag touch the ground. You're not supposed right. to, right? You got to, right. you got to, it's treat, a respect thing. You got to, and you just, if you've ever been a Boy Scout, you just learn that. Yeah. And you just know it. And so I feel the same way about the nativity thing. And I was like, oh God, no. Mr. Bill must be a Methodist or something, you know. Why? Us Methodists, because we don't have guilt. Oh, We're yeah. pretty fun. We're pretty chill. Well, he was out there fixing it, so it was, so he was taking care of business. Yeah, yeah, but that's probably just because he, you know, doesn't like to see his inflatables not looking right. stellar, not because he's paranoid that he's going to hell. Right. <laughs> um, it is Friday, Jeff Dollar. We have two more one to ten check-ins left this year. God, it's crazy. Scale of one to ten. How are is, you doing this week? Is the one that we do next week? Are we going to have to evaluate the whole year? Ooh, I don't know. That's kind of twenty twenty three kind of nailed me. I feel like uh, that's a lot of pressure. But let's just stick with today for right now uh, or this week. One to ten. How you doing? I am. I'm a seven, maybe even a six. I'll go six five, only because I haven't in the past forty eight hours put the time in to focus on the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
but there is so much good stuff there. Yeah. Even better stuff than happened last week. We had a great phone call three days ago, or I did. Mm-hmm. Callie, Callie wasn't on the call, and she likes me to talk on the phone in front of her. And, it, <sighs> and I'm just not a person who talks on the phone in front of people as well as I do when I'm solo. I think this is your inner only child. I don't think. You I, would not be good working in a newsroom. Everybody's I, in the same room. People are talking on the phone. Like I, I would be, and and I'm absolutely okay with that because there's 30 people in the room, and at any given time, half a dozen of them will be on the phone, and some of the other ones will be talking to each other or whatever. Jeff takes work phone calls like he's having an affair and needs to leave the room because he can't talk about whatever he's talking about in front of me. Excuse me. The reason it's a compliment to you why I like to hear the business phone calls because I think it makes me better hearing you and the way you explain things. To to people and talk to people, it makes me better. It makes me smarter right. and a better business person. So I like to hear it. Um, you know, it's not like I'm just like, oh, what's he talking about? I really do learn things from every conversation. Um, so that's why it's a compliment to you. But sometimes it's just easier for me to focus and to be able to get up and walk around. Sometimes mm-hmm. I like to walk and talk. Sometimes, a lot of times I doodle. Sometimes I put the call on speakerphone and kind of look around. It's a, whatever. So I just enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And the call that we took this week went so well. I was sad that you weren't on it. Thank you. Because it would have been a really cool call for you to hear and share ideas with. But... I don't think it would have been as good, as dialed in as I was Mm -hmm. had I taken it in the room you were in. So, um, yeah, I think there's there's nothing has changed about the good things that are happening. I just am trying to be more mindful of recognizing them. Mm -hmm. And I haven't taken the time to do that this week. What about you? Well, actually, you know what? Scrap that. I'm going to scrap the 6.5. I'm going to take it up to an 8.5. Because, (laughs) well, yesterday was Ellie's little Christmas pageant thing at her school. And all it was. This is the cutest thing is it up to kindergarten Ever. or is it everybody before kindergarten? It's everybody before kindergarten. It's like the little kids. They call it primary. They had a little kid. like Right? Is that what her group is? Yeah. Yeah. So and it's that, like the yeah. little kids. And the 18-month-olds, like the two-year-olds, like the class that Ellie was in last year, there's nothing cuter than a group of two-year-olds or kids under two trying to follow their music teacher and what they they do every day and trying to remember it and also trying to deal with the fact that they can see their parents and there's a lot of people staring at them like they don't really connect the dots as to what's happening. It's the cutest thing of all time. And one thing, one truth that exists in every little event like this, I don't care if it's a, if it's, if it's a, you know, performance of the Nutcracker, if it's a bunch of holiday songs, if it is a, reenactment of of the you know the night in the manger there's always going to be one kid who's the superstar always and it doesn't matter if it's the night in the manger play it doesn't matter if he is wise man number two mm-hmm. or the actual baby jesus right if this kid is the star the only thing i'll be able to be able to pay attention to his wise man number two. There's one There's in one kid group. in the group, in every group. And then there's going to be one kid who's sobbing. Yeah. Who just doesn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Or 
maybe not maybe not tears, but there's always just going to be one non-participatory. I'm over this. Yeah. I, I'm here. My union rep didn't tell me I would have to do two songs. <laughs> I thought we were getting munchkins. Right. Right. What's happening? Uh, Ellie was really brave, though. She had no tears this year. I think she had fun performing with her friends. She did. Um, <laughs> they did a cute, you know, little hokey pokey, but it's called the the reindeer hokey. And I really like the parents that go to Ellie's school, so that was really fun. So that bumped you up to an 8.5. Yeah, because I just forgot how much fun that was and and how much fun it was, like, her seeking us out and waving at us. It was just cute. She told us where to sit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that'll bring me up by a couple points. Where are you? Six. Okay. I'm anxious. I did not have a panic attack. And I have identified that my anxiety gets worse closer to nighttime, okay. which is interesting. I made, at your request... Um, a an appointment with my psychiatrist for Monday. So I'm going to talk to her and just see, because I really don't know what the line is between my anxiety slash depression and pregnancy hormones and just having a normal up and down flow. But since, but I think she can help me identify, right? you know, is this like a med dose change or is this just something I need to like talk through, work through, breathe through, you know, whatever. So it'll be, um, you, you, I'm looking forward to hearing what she has to say. You did say that you had a very productive day. You had two very productive days. Yes, I did. And you said that made you feel a lot better. And part of where my diagnosis of your anxiety is you don't like to not be in control. I don't like to not be in control, and I also don't like to not know what's coming next. Right. So I do not do well with the unknown, and what made me feel more in control was handing the baton to people that you know are on our team, things that I do all the time that I'll no longer have to do. So it erases the guilt and the fear of what, what if, if I, I have like yeah. what what's going to happen when I have a baby and I can't do this or I miss something. There are other people that aren't going to miss it, and they're so awesome that I feel better about that part of it. And I wonder if part of the anxiety, what ramped it up so much, is that you knew that that was coming. Mm -hmm. Several days ago, you knew that that was going to come, but you hadn't, have had, you hadn't had the conversations with any yeah. of the people yet. So it was the unknown of what if I talk to them and they don't get it. Or they're not available. Right, that's a good point. Or they're not, you know, whatever. We mm -hmm. had a, we, we had a conversation with our senior producer, and it was just an end of the year catch up call. But it was initiated by her, and Callie and I both said, "You think she she's quit. is she quitting? <laughs> you know what I mean?" And then I, when we got on the phone with her, I said, "Hey, just let us. Are you quitting?" Jeff she blurted out at the beginning. She's like, "Are you quitting? Is that what you want to talk to us?" And she's she's like, like, "No, of course not." So. Um, I think once some of those things settled, I could see you physically yeah. come back to a normal level of anxiety. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's normal, but um, like I still feel like I could cry the drop of a hat. I pretty much do cry at the drop of a hat. Um, I told her yesterday, I said to Callie yesterday, I said, you have got, I know it's hard and I know it's tearing your emotions up, but I can't be the only one to discipline Ellie or say something even remotely critical to Ellie, I, you got to help. I'm a puddle. I was like, tell, 
Ellie did something that we asked her. Well, we gave her two choices. We're like, you can do your, like, feed the dogs, which is like her, her how she helps around the house. Or you can go up in your crib and read books until we're done doing the chores. But right now, like, we're, I don't, we didn't say chores because I don't like that word. But like, right now, everybody's doing their job. Daddy's cooking dinner. Mom's, you know, getting the water for the dogs and letting them out. Your job is to feed them. And I just couldn't, she, the minute she showed hesitation, I was like, oh God, I'm going to cry. And I don't want to cry in front of her about something like that because it's not, it's, it's just, I just don't want to be like this. I want to be a stand firm parent. And with the pregnancy, I've just been like, anytime she's upset, my heart just feels like it's bleeding on the ground. And I, I just, I cry and but I, you know, oh, what she's just, you know what she's doing, right? Testing her boundaries. She's see, she's testing, testing our boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yours. She knows where mine are. So she says, "We say, uh, Ellie, let's feed the dogs now before we eat." And she's, "I don't want to, Ellie. You have to, right? That comes from me, mm-hmm. Ellie. You have to. It's time to. I don't want to. And I, and then I say, "Well, if you don't want to do that, you can go up into your room and look at a book, and I'll come get you when dinner's ready." And she's like, "No." I'll do it, and then she slowly makes her way over to the 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 bin or whatever yeah. it is where the and then then I hear it and I go mm, this this is I know how this is gonna go and she goes mom can you help me feed the dogs and I Kelly even said all right I'll feed Sadie if you feed Lily and I go I go no. No. Yeah, and I'm normally like a pretty good rule enforcer. Like I don't let her get away with stuff like that. But man, the I blame it on the hormones because it's pregnancy. I'm like, I don't want her to hurt ever, and that's just not me. Usually, I'm like, nope, this is how it is. This is what we're doing. Let's go. How did you How did you handle it when when I went to talk to her? When you went because your- Jeff put her in her crib. Jeff was so, so mad. Well, I got um, I got mad because. When she was stalling, she was stalling right near one of the dog bowls. And we taught her you don't hang out near dogs when they're eating, just what, period. Not what, a good idea. You feed the dogs and then you get out of their way. Not because we think anything is going to happen, but it's a dog and it's food. Right. right? It's like why we would teach her never to run up to a dog. And so like if she accidentally dropped the scoop in Lily's food, right, and went to pick it up. Right. Lily might think that she stayed. It's just not a thing. We just don't, right. So I went around the corner and she was literally sitting on the ground next to it. And I said, Ellie. And she knows better. Yeah. And I said, Ellie, nope, we're going to go up to your crib. And I took her up and she was upset. And I said, I'll come get you in a few minutes. Mama will feed the dogs for you. And then Callie went up to to broker, broker a peace agreement. I did. I after a couple minutes, I let her sit there for a couple of minutes. And then Jeff made the point five minutes to a three-year-old is like 10 years. Like that's right. a really long time to her. So I went upstairs and I was like, Hey, I was like, she was like, I want to go downstairs. So I was like, we can go downstairs, but we got to talk first. And I basically said to her one, we all do jobs and we all help each other. And that's what we do in this family. And when we tell you that you need to help, you need to help. And I also said, um, you know, when you're close to the dog's bowl, the reason that daddy got so upset is because that's dangerous and we don't do that. And we, when we tell you not to do something, it's because we think that it's dangerous and our job is to keep you safe. 
and you have to listen to us when when you're not safe. I somebody said that I, it, it was like an Instagram post or a TikTok, and it it completely changed the way I think about discipline. I don't even know if that's fair because I never really thought about how I'm going to discipline. Like, how, yeah. what kind of you know, did am I going to be a gentle parent? Am I going to be a timeout parent? You know, I don't think. I think you and I are close to on the same page. We haven't we had any discrepancies yet. But I um We we are a tell the kid what the consequence is and if they choose to, you know, if, if Ellie chooses to we we're like, okay, either you do your job that you're supposed to do or you go sit in your crib and read books by yourself. And that's her choice. Right. So how we feel about it is she made the choice. She goes up in her crib because she did not, that's the choice she made. Right. And uh, and and I'm trying to be really good about the not tell her a hundred times, you know, like tell her, mm-hmm. warn her, deliver on the consequence. Yeah. Normally, it's it's been more like tell her, warn her, warn her again, one final warning, then, then consequence, the consequence. But, but there always that. is a consequence. Yeah. <clears throat> but I somebody said the what. When you're, if you keep in mind that the goal with with discipline for when they're this young is to get them to to not well, is to do what you say mm-hmm. when you say it. Think about it if they take off running in a parking lot, right? Or they're about to step onto. Uh, you know, whatever, something that would put them, they're going to step on the ice of a pond that's mm-hmm. frozen over that would likely break through or yeah. jump into the water when a boat propeller is nearby right. or get near a dog's bowl when a dog's yeah. just been fed. Um, they have to understand that when you tell them to do something and that's that kind of changed the game for me when it came to delivering on the consequence quickly. Yeah. Because they just need to, until they're, you know, I don't think people are properly processed with risk until they're in their 20s. But yeah. in, until, I She's mean. She's old enough to really understand that, yeah. They just need to understand that when, whether it's feed the dogs or. Get away from the dog bowl. Get away from the road or whatever it is. First time mom or dad says it, that's when it has to happen. Yeah. Um, so I was like a mess over that and I was trying not to cry when I was talking her through it. Uh, and then I always, you know, like end whatever I talk to her about with a hug and tell her how much I love her. Cause I don't want her to think that we don't like her or anything like that. Um, okay. So I've not told you this yet. But you brought her downstairs. I did bring her downstairs. And it was, and she And can't. we don't hold grudges either. So Jeff wasn't like, you know, banging around the kitchen. Like you're like, Hey bud, welcome back. Oh, uh, look, you brought the little jerk with you. Yeah. Um... Okay, so I did not tell you this, but I got a mistaken voicemail this week yeah. of someone that meant to call someone else, left a voice message on my phone. It is the sweetest, most pure message ever, and I think it's going to bring everyone joy today. So I wanted to share it on the show, and I specifically waited until today because I thought it would send everyone's weekend off in the right direction. Jeff has not heard this. He has no clue, Um, but here we go. Here was the message that was left on my voicemail this week. Hey, Nancy. It's so Quora. 
I just want to thank you so very, very much for the beautiful roses I got today. What a surprise and what a wonderful surprise. I I just think I can't thank you enough. They just brightened my day and uh, I hope to see you Thursday and I'm going to give you a big hug. I love you so much. You're one of the sweetest people I've ever known. You're always doing for others and just you're just a wonderful person. Anyway, I hope to see you I said Friday, but I hope to see you Thursday at the party. Okay? Bye bye. It's so it's so sweet because her voice is so gentle. Okay, first of all, you can one hundred percent tell that she lives in the South. Like yep. that is like a sweet Southern lady right there, and that is so nice. She was first of all thanking someone, but going over the top to say like you are always thinking of others. You're one of my favorite people. Like that is so dang sweet. My heart exploded. Did you uh, send her a message to let her know that she sent that to the wrong person? I did not, and it's so funny because one of our um, one of our girls that works at ten twenty two was in the office the other day, and I was I let her listen to it. She almost cried. She's like, "Well," and she also used to work in radio, so she's got the radio brain. And she's like, "Well, you're gonna call her back, right? Like, you're gonna find out the story. You're gonna find out who she is, what her deal is, and also tell her that you know she left the message for the wrong person." And I was like, "Well, I'm not because she's supposed to see." That person on Thursday, which was yesterday, so they've already seen each other by then. But um, I just thought that was the best. Yeah, but what if she doesn't bring up the message and then she is losing sleep because the this other woman, woman didn't? Absolutely, also sent a thank you note. That's a good point. Yeah, there's no way she's that woman has been writing thank you notes her whole life. There's no way. So I thought that was very sweet, and I hope I, I hope that leaves everybody in a good place for the weekend. Netflix released a report, a report on what we watched, um, which is the first time they've done this, and they did what the most watched things were from January to June. Uh, I will tell you, we have not seen one of these, <laughs> which shame on us. Uh, very quickly, I will go down The Night Agent, never even heard of it. Jenny and Georgia, always solid because Jane Fonda's in that. The Glory, Wednesday, Queen Charlotte, You, which we're behind on, Lorena Del Sor, Outer Banks, Jenny and Georgia season one and something called FUBAR, F-U-B-A-R, season huh. one. Never heard of it. But uh, the number one, the night agent one, 812 million people watch that. I feel like we might need to give it a shot. <laughs> I might I might have seen this headline incorrectly, but I think Delta released a similar report about what people watched on airplanes. Uh-huh. And they were able to cross check the demographic data yeah. of who was sitting in the seat mm-hmm. and what they watched. And they found a pattern of men traveling alone watching rom-coms. Okay, I will say that my dad also <laughs> threw that data off because my dad on an international flight in the past year uh, chose to watch Frozen. And I said, you've seen Frozen? He's like, yeah, I watched it on the airplane. He goes, you know I like to keep up with the times. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So grown, there, a grown man in his 70s watching uh, Frozen. There, your parents, they were the people who went and saw Oppenheimer and Barbie. They see the everything. Same, the same day because they both came out that weekend or the same weekend, I think. 
Remember? I don't think they did that, but they have seen both. They yeah. see, they love to watch movies. So, uh, okay. So here is your beautiful human alert for today. The beautiful human is Steven Dunkelberg. Isn't that who hosted the original American Idol with Ryan Seacrest? Are you kidding? No. I don't know. Oh, no, I don't. I Dunkel hate Man. that show. Oh, okay. Um, Dunkelman was the, and I don't think it's first. Yes, Steve Dunkelman. No. Brian I'm sure that would have been mentioned in this article. Anyways. Had that been the same guy. Steve Dunkelberg, not to be confused with Dunkelman from American Idol. Uh, he's in Bixby, Oklahoma, and he his road, he lives on a road called Stadium Road. He installed Christmas lights for 22 neighbors. It took him two weekends. He did not charge a dime for doing it, um, and he just wanted to create a sense of connection among all the residents. It's the second time he's done this. Uh, and then because it's all one street, it's this. So if you're in Bixby, Oklahoma, it's a road called Stadium Road. Um, you can drive down and see 22 houses that are all beautifully lit. The reason he did it is he had a landscaping business and he had a whole bunch of extra lights from that business. So he just started with one house, then another, then another. And he kept asking. Another and another. And then it turned on to 22 lights, 22 houses of lights. Love that. What's really cool about it is that before he did this, mm -hmm. the street was completely dark. Nobody had Christmas lights up. No. Yeah. And so, everybody wanted to join in and said, yeah, sure, you can do my lights. And now so it's all festive. That's the spirit of the season right there. Steven Dunkelberg of Bixby, Oklahoma. You are this week's Upside Beautiful Human. You are strong. You are brave, you're kind, and you always belong here.